boundless equanimity, the fourth of the boundless qualities. We've had boundless love and kindness, boundless compassion, boundless joy, and now we'll talk about boundless equanimity. We mentioned in the beginning that it can be practiced as the first of the four boundless qualities or it can be practiced as the last of the four boundless qualities. And this is the sentence in the aspiration prayer. May they forever dwell in the great equanimity, free from attachment and aversion. And this aspiration is really, really vast. It includes all sentient beings and it includes them all without prejudice. It includes all of those who are friends, all of those who we, have, we consider as a neutral, and all our enemies, all those that we have a negative attitude towards. And this really is a great practice and the basis of the practice of compassion. As we've mentioned in the seven-point training of cause and effect in Bodhicitta, that we visualize that all sentient beings have been our mother or our parents, and uh, they have been at some stage in all our boundless lives, they've been our parents and they've shown us great kindness. Because for countless lives, we've believed in an independent self, and as a result of that independent self, we have had all of the self-grasping. We've thought and believed that the external world existed independently from us. And as a result of this, we have had attachments, those that we consider our friends. And if we consider some people as friends, then it's likely that we have aversion to other people. And as a result, we have our enemies or those people that we dislike or that we consider to be problems. A possible example of this is, for instance, we have our family and maybe it is our husband and our wife and maybe our mother or father, maybe children. And we consider them to be very dear to us. We really look after them. We really care for them. We really wish for their happiness and not to get harmed. However, anybody that does anything in terms of or how what we believe to be hurting them or harming them or making their life uncomfortable, we might become very angry or we might consider these people as being enemies. And so as a result of having certain people considered friends or acquaintances or family, we treat other people as potentially negative or as potentially enemies. And the same can be applied in many different circumstances. For instance, we might be part of a group or a society or a club and our competitors if we take it very seriously, might be considered as enemies. It can happen in work situations where we really wish to achieve certain things and other people are getting in our way, and so we may have disdain or dislike for them. It might be between countries. I'm from this country, you're from that country, and because you are from that country, you are perceived as an enemy, an enemy to my country. These differences may come about because of race, because of color, because of class, for many different reasons, because these are the people we consider ourselves to associate with. We consider those people to be enemies or to be competitors or to be against us.
And in so doing, actually what we are doing is we are maintaining a narrow state of mind. We forget the reality, the infallibility of cause and effect. Why are these people our enemies today? It's because in the past we may have done certain things to harm them, to hurt them. And why are people considered our friends? Because the cause and effect, because of the positive karma that we have with them. And this also comes about because of past deeds and past actions. Because of our past generosity or kindness or patience or help that we may have given these sentient beings previously. We may think that I really don't remember doing this in this lifetime. Remember that cause and effect doesn't apply to just this lifetime. It's the result of our past actions of lives before. And as a result of all of these past activities, these past connections, we now have these connections of cause and effect with these people and these sentient beings today. And we also do this because we forget impermanence, how things change. The people we consider our enemies, a little while later, they may be our friends. They may do something really that helps us. Our attitude towards them might change completely. It also happens the other way. People we consider our friends become our enemies. How many people have we heard of, of being business partners? And then they were great friends and they end up disliking each other, having problems with the relationship. How many times in relationships has this happened, one way or the other? Sometimes it's because we really like somebody and then something happens. Maybe a secret is let out or there's a dispute or an argument. And within a few months' time, we don't want to even see them again. And the other way around, there's some people we might start off and really think, I don't really like this person. However, over time, in our interactions, we find out we really like this person. So friends become enemies, and enemies often become friends. Even in families, we look at what happens sometimes, what parents do for their children. They really may do so much. However, you hear of cases where the children, when they grow up, what do they do? They steal from their parents, they ignore their parents, they abandon their parents, even in cases might even kill their parents. And the other way around as well, the times where parents may do this to children as well. And then if we really investigate the infallibility of cause and effect, we really investigate this way of thinking, of considering friends and enemies and putting them apart, we will see that is it not better to treat everybody equally as best as we can. Now remember, this treating of other people equally is not with indifference. The practice over here of treating everybody with boundless equanimity is treating them with boundless love and kindness, with boundless compassion and with boundless joy. All of these practices that we have been doing over the past few weeks. And so it really isn't with indifference, it's wishing with great love and kindness and compassion and joy for the benefit of all sentient beings. Naturally, of course, we still have our current day connections with certain people as a result of our past karma, our past cause and effect and our past actions. However, start training our mind to treat everybody or wish everybody to have love and kindness and warmth and joy and to be free of suffering.
and apply the practice as well, that at some stage, in some lifetime, they have all once been our parents and showed us great kindness and great help. And so we can at least treat them with respect and with kindness. And we develop the state of mind that whoever appears before us, we may treat in this way. And whatever circumstance or situation arises, that we may have the attitude to use it as a form of practice rather than a great burden, an opportunity to learn, or an opportunity to create positive causes and effects with this person in the future. And remember, this is not a practice of mindless impartiality. It's a practice that includes inequanimity, love and kindness and compassion and joy for all sentient beings. It includes the four boundless qualities. It includes the seven points of cause and effect of bodhicitta. And in this way, we can maintain a state of equanimity towards all of life's ups and downs, towards all people or sentient beings that we encounter. And if we can attain an awareness, then whatever is arising in our mind stream, we have this wish, this aspiration that others may be happy, that they may have joy and that they may be free of suffering. Naturally, this takes time to develop this way of thinking and this state of mind. Start in the beginning, training just with our friends, those that we have a positive connection with, those that it's easier to wish this for, and then slowly expand that out to those we consider to have a neutral attitude towards, and then to include all enemies and all sentient beings, all of those that we know of, all of those that we don't know of. And in this way, expand our mind, make our mind very vast. Let it be filled with the four boundless qualities. The more and more we aspire, the more and more we practice, the easier it becomes, the more and more it's part of our mind stream. When it's part of our mind stream, more and more it becomes natural in what we say and what we do as well. <laughs>